Lucer.org podcast new way episode 446. Steve Smee and the Rickster. What's up, Ricky B. Rock? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? Good. So this one we're gonna do uh, a special holiday winter episode. We're gonna talk about winter Balkan stacks and holiday cheers and food. So it's gonna be a fun podcast. So why don't we get why don't we get to it, Rick? I'm ready for it, man. Yeah, All right. Want- well, uh, what's a good what's a good winter bulking stack? What is a, a really good winter bulking stack for all you guys out there? Um, classic Deca, Dianabol, and testosterone. Deca, Dianabol, and testosterone is just a great, quick, fast, very easy to use holiday stack. If you one of these guys that needs more than three compounds in your cycle. Equipoise can be thrown right on top of that. It's a great, great stack. But for the most part, Deca, Dianabol, and testosterone. <clears throat> What's so great about this stack is that it's economic, it's cheap. It's easy to find legitimate Dianabol, Deca, and testosterone. Shit. All the expensive steroids that are fake, that are bootlegged out, they usually use one of these three compounds instead of the stuff you really want. You know, so it's going to be a cheap stack for you to run. You could run plenty of it, uh, grow like a weed on it, definitely get some serious growth on it and don't have to worry about much of anything, man. You're going to be able to save some money to buy those gifts. You're going to be able to save some of that money to buy some some gifts for uh, for the kids, for the family, for everyone. Also, um, what's a what's the best way to run it? Listen, um. Holiday, six to 750 milligrams of testosterone per week. Two to 300, maybe 400 of nandrolone. And then 10 to 20 to 30, maybe 40 megs of Dianabol per day for the first four to six weeks. Now, if you're starting Dianabol cycle in the next couple, that's going to definitely um, ruin your, your holiday drinking. She can't be drinking no champagne, you know, slamming down the champagne when you are on uh, on serious cycle. You can't do that. Well, maybe one or two drinks out of the whole month won't be too bad. But definitely got to watch your liver, watch your everything when you're using you're using an oral steroid with a couple of injectables. You definitely don't want to play any games with your liver. Definitely use Entugard my product, my liver support product. And um, if you're going to slam on some of that holiday food, definitely use Entuslin, my Entuslin product to help you uh, make sure not to have a bunch of uh, fat accumulation from uh, eating some of that product, eating some of that food, some of that holiday food. Do you need aromasin on a cycle like that? Um, yeah, I mean, once you go above 500 milligrams of testosterone and you slam in Dianabol on top of that, there's a very good chance you might. I always prefer aromasin just for general uh, anti-estrogen purposes. If you are gynecomastia prone the way I am, Novadex is definitely a must, definitely a, a requisite. Um, even something as little as 5, 10 milligrams a day, it's, it's really a good good and really does a lot goes a long way in helping you get rid of some of your gynecomastia symptoms and uh for the most part uh reason we like doing cutting during the winter is because 
we're all covered up. You know, we're all covered up. We don't have uh, uh, it's the time of the year where we wear the, the most clothing. And so we're going to get a little chunky. Tits are going to get a little sugary. You know, we're going to get a little fatty. But it's, it's okay. It's part of the grind. It's part of what we do here is actually um, make sure to make sure to cover up uh, some of the work in progress, you know, the way you would uh, on a construction site, you're covering the work in progress, and then you gain some extra pounds, you, you bulk during the winter, and then from that into spring, you go into cutting mode, and then you, you chisel down, you, you cut down on a lot of, uh, on a lot of that, that extra bulk that you gained. So it's definitely a great, easy way to go. Um, it's, it's the reason guys who do bulking and, and cutting cycles do it this way. They do winter cutting and then they bulk for the, for the summer. Uh, many of guys are just getting their cycles started. Now, some guys already started their cycles two two months. They're going to finish now. So that way they can have some, some drinks to come along with, uh, with the holiday cheer, uh, which many uh, guys do enjoy. So it, it's kind of up to like you and what you are doing for the holidays, uh, whether you can actually indulge in some alcohol or not. Uh, me and Steve are always say, hey, just just don't drink. It's it's not it's not conducive uh, to a good, healthy fitness lifestyle. However, through reading your social and, and following a lot of you guys on social that, that follow me, I've noticed uh, a lot of my customers like like the drinking. So definitely and to guard. Uh, just that additional liver support during these holiday months is 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 important. It's a very important uh, product to to use right along with your uh, winter bulking. So, uh, what do you got for winter bulking, Steve? What kind of uh, what kind of cycle would you suggest? So for me, I've always had a lot of success bulking on Trembolone. You know, and I think Trembolone is a very underrated steroid for bulking. The reason Trembolone works so well for bulking is it's a nutrition partitioner by nature. And um, in the cattle industry, they actually give them, you know, the, the pellets, the cattle pellets, uh, phenaplex, to help the cattle get bigger, you know, before, um, you know, using them for food. So why wouldn't that be the same case with humans? You know, and some guys, they have a different reaction to trend. Some guys, they run trend and they, they trim up, they recomp, whatever. But for the vast majority of you, you use Trembolone. You'll notice right away, like the first couple of weeks you're on it, you're already up five, 10 pounds in body weight because it basically sucks in all the food. It sucks in all the nutrition from your food and shoots it into the muscle. So it's a great bulker. Now, what should you use with trend? You don't have to use anything with trend. How about just using trend by itself? 200, 300, 400. If you're an experienced guy, you can go up to 500 milligrams a week. I personally, um, I've run it as high as 400, 350 and have plenty of side effects on that dosage. So for me, I like to run it a little leaner. I like to run it like 250, you know, maybe 300 tops. So just run it by itself and you can have tremendous results when it comes to bulking. And it's, it's as clean as you can get because you are running it by itself. You're not running something with it that's going to aromatize. You're not running something with it. That's more another androgen. You're not running something with it. That's going to further strain your cholesterol or et cetera. So really nothing wrong with just doing trend by itself. And then when you have those big holiday meals, a Thanksgiving meal, the new, the new year's meal, the Christmas meals, the Hanukkah meal, 
the um, you know Kwanzaa meal, any any celebration that you have over the winter time where you're eating a big meal, you got that trend in your system, and that trend in your system is going to help do that nutrition partitioning effect where it shuttles in all that all those nutrients straight into your muscle. So there's nothing better than those trend pumps in the gym. It just feels incredible. I've, I've been on the ground withering in pain from those trend pumps that you get and they're legendary. There's nothing else like it. You, you could talk about Anavar pumps. You can talk about Winnie pumps. You can talk about any other steroid that gives you pumps, T-Bowl, but there's nothing like the Trembolone pumps. It's just, there's something different about it. And that is another example. And as soon as you get home, you eat a nice balanced meal and it just sits sucked into the muscle. So trend, incredible bulker. You'll crave carbs on trend. So eat good, clean carbs, lots of sweet potatoes, lots of brown rice, lots of unprocessed, unrefined, cold pressed coconut oil, all these good carb options that are available out there fruit lots of fruit load up on the fruit lots of carbs on trend you'll be craving carbs on trend all day because it's a sponge so great great bulker what do you got next so i like that i like trembolone for for bulking or cutting trembolone really makes everything that you do work better so another really good bulking uh cycle you can run is trembolone equipoise testosterone i've mentioned this one before test eq and trend nice 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 stack and you could throw some terrible on top of that just to just to do it lean just to do it real lean now guys when you run these this trembolone testosterone stack when you when you run i'm sorry when you run dianabol testosterone stack also when you run uh, a trembolone terrible trembolone trembolone uh with uh testosterone you run a chance of of experiencing uh parts of your cycle where you're going to feel very lethargic very kind of sleepy very kind of just dragged down and uh, uh that has to do a lot with your hormonal balance and one of the things I suggest is, is a new product that I have out called N2 Transoderm. Now, N2 Transoderm is a topical testosterone booster. You apply it right to your upper shoulders. You can apply it also under your uh, armpits, which is, is, is the best spot for mood, mood elevation. So under the armpits, funny enough, but you apply it to the upper shoulders and uh, you're applying it right in the area where we tend to get the most agony from steroids because that's the area where the enzymes live that are going to turn the active ingredients in into transoderm is going to turn them into anabolic androgenic hormones. Um, the active ingredient in, in the active ingredients in into transoderm are what your your steroids, your testosterone in your body is is a precursor before it becomes testosterone through uh, different reactions with enzymes in your body, and so we apply that precursor. Uh, I can sell that to you over the counter, no problem. That precursor supplied on the shoulders, uh, definitely some great great uh, test boosting effects, and that 
does away with a lot of the lethargic feelings during cycles. Some of that kind of rundown tiredness, sleepiness that you get from your dianabol testosterone cycles or trembolone and, and turinabol, trembolone and testosterone cycles. Some of these kind of strong androgenic cycles, that lethargic feeling goes away, goes away once you start using endotransoderm right along with your cycle. So I'll, I'll talk more about, about endotransoderm uh, as, the, as the weeks and months go by and I, I promote more of the product, some of the more of the benefits for, for you guys out there that are, are looking for a really good, strong product you can buy from me, a good muscle builder you can buy from me that could enhance any cycle you're doing or that you could use standalone, just like the rest of my products. You know, you can use H-Generate, you can use N2-Generate standalone just as a testosterone booster in between cycles, no problem. And to transoderm, you could use standalone and get some great results, great benefits from it. This is a great, great product for you to, uh, for you to use. Trembolone, testosterone, equipoise, great stack. If you want to kickstart Turinabol, it's a great bulker, definitely a great bulker. I wouldn't uh, drink any alcohol in that. You have the Trembolone that's going to have some some issues uh, impairing the kidneys a little bit while you're on it. You have the Turinabol, which is, I mean, we know guys, it's, it's uh, oral. It's going to hurt your liver. I would really stay away from the Champagne. Um, and if you, and if you definitely know that you're going to drink on a certain date, if you definitely know, like, Hey, this date, I'm going to have some drinks. I would cut out. I would stop your oral a good 48 hours before you drink. And a good 48 hours after you drink, I would wait to initiate it. I would make sure to take that, that liver support, that Entogard every day, obviously. But the day they, but the day that you drink, you want, you want that oral to have been out of your system and, and for your liver to get a, a little break, at least minimum a day, minimum 24 hours um, since your last dose. You could then uh, splurge in a little bit of alcohol if you're going to binge a little bit, whatever your, your way of drinking the poison is. And then you hang over a couple of days and then you, you jump back on your cycle. Are you going to waste and flush your whole cycle down the toilet because you missed out on five days of your oral? Probably not. Probably not. Being the way things are, you probably make that up later on. You can probably make, make the cycle up later on as time goes on. For sure. For sure. You can, you can make up those maybe kind of lost days of progress because you probably weren't working out hard enough anyway and look the days leading up to the day that you're going to drink and splurge you got to work your ass off that way if you're going to eat a lot that day as well along with the drinking you've stimulated muscle your muscle cells so they're looking for proteins and nutrients muscle cells are repairing they're an active repair so that that's a it's just a great way great idea to go about things um and yeah that's what i got for uh bulking what, what do you got steve first i want to talk about oral only bulkers a lot of guys out there don't want to run injectables. I get messages from guys all the time. Talk more about orals. We don't want to use injectables. Why? Well, if you got kids, you got kids at home, you know, do you want to have needles around the house? Well, happens if the kid finds a needle and starts asking questions? I've had it happen to me before. So some people don't want to keep needles around the house. Some people don't want to inject. So they just want to run oral steroids. So one of the oral bulkers, really, really awesome bulker, is Anadrol. A-bombs. They're called A-bombs for a reason. 
50 milligrams a day. What a great bulker. Four weeks, five weeks. That's it. 50 milligrams a day. I mean, it's an incredible oral steroid. And I've seen, I've seen guys blow up 12, 15 pounds in four or five weeks on 550 milligram a day of, of Anadrol. And they didn't even change their diet. They didn't even change their training. They just blew up like a weed on this stuff. And that's what it does because Anadrol, it's just an incredible oral steroid. It's a DHT derivative, so it won't aromatize into estrogen, but it does bind to estrogen receptors. So you can still get estrogen-related side effects. So it's a little, uh, you know, a little tricky. Um, if you are prone to estrogen issues, it could be a problem for you. Um, but it does have a lot of side effects. It's also hard on your liver. So you absolutely positively do not want to run any sort of alcohol or any type of drugs while you're using Anadrol, even aspirin. You want to be very careful if you're using aspirin on Anadrol. If there is a day where you need to take your aspirin, I would skip a day of the Anadrol because you're going to be putting too much pressure on your liver. And alcohol is an absolute killer because now you're just making your body do more work for nothing. So alcohol will set you back. If you're doing a four or five week cycle, Drinking alcohol on, on an oral cycle like that, it's going to set you back, I would say, about a week, week and a half. That's how detrimental alcohol is. Now, if you're running a long 12, 14, 15 week cycle and you drink alcohol, okay, it'll set you back like a week. You know, maybe four or five days or a week, it'll set you back. But you can live with that. But on an oral cycle, a short oral cycle, I mean, it can, you know, cause 25, 30% of a loss in results. So don't do it. Um, you know, there really is no reason to drink at all. So if you have a drinking habit, you need to resolve that before using steroids. It's a good idea. I know people who are addicted to alcohol. Alcohol is very addicting. It's a depressant. So a lot of people drink because, you know, they come home from work and they hate their job. And they choose to drink and it becomes a habitual thing. And it's very difficult to stop these bad habits, but you've got to use willpower and you have to be able to withstand it. So really a great way to motivate yourself to stop the alcohol consumption is via working out and steroid use, because when you're doing the steroids, it's so dangerous and so counterproductive to run the, the drink alcohol that you won't want to drink alcohol. You see what I'm saying? So it's kind of a detriment if you think about it. So if that's what you need to, to withstand it, then go for it. There's just no reason to fall prey to the peer pressure of, Oh, I got to drink because it's the holiday. You don't have to do shit. You know, stop being a follower, be, be your own person, be your own leader. You don't need to do any of that shit. So it's just not necessary. Guys, I haven't drank alcohol in at least 15 years. I, I can't remember. I think I was probably, I think it was about, it's been 20 years since I drank alcohol. So there's just no reason to do it. And um, 
it's just poison for your body. You know, and there's no reason to eat crappy foods either. There's no reason on the holidays. You can eat healthy. If you're going to someone's house for a big holiday dinner, there are options for you to eat. I had over Thanksgiving, I had plain turkey. I had plain rice. I had some vegetables. That's it. I didn't need to eat any of the other. I didn't need gravy to drench my food my turkey with gravy is there any animal on earth any of these animals on earth that eat meat okay do you see any of them sitting there and drenching their meat with gravy before eating it no they eat the food okay they eat just they just eat the food so i don't understand why people feel the need to drench their food full of gravy and all this other crap it's just not necessary so it sounds weird you know, to a lot of people, what I'm saying. But look, guys, it's guys and gals out there listening. Like, come on, like, just look around, look at the other animals in nature, how they react to food. They don't sit there and spice up all their meat and put salt, pepper, and barbecue that's, sauce. And that's 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 because all the other animals are stupid. I think I actually think we're the stupid ones. Because they're going by instinct. All the other animals are dumb. They can't. They can't even make build a car. Come on now, animals are fucking stupid. Well, uh, humans can't build cars either. If you take a, a person off the street and tell we them, did. To build a- we did. We did already. We oh, did. you built a car before? We did. We did that already. No, I'm taking credit for every human achievement ever. As, as com- <laughs> when I'm comparing like myself to other animals. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm not no, like, comparing like, myself to you. I'm comparing well, myself to like to like well, we, furry fucking long tooth animals. Like fuck those animals. We we did much better than well, we we put them. You know, we put a man on the moon. Unfortunately, it was a handful of scientists, the smartest people in the world, that did that. And I'm sure those scientists, you know, they, you know, they're actually, you know, they know how to eat healthy and they know how to make sure their mind is on point. So the only the only chimpanzees ever been in 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 outer space because we put them there. Chimpanzees would have never gotten together and done something cool like that. You should, you chimpanzees, should. chimpanzees have no sympathy for each other. Like, chimp, like they, they don't, not like us, you know, like where we all will help other people and even other, other animals out, even if it's not in our uh, immediate benefit. Um, chimps don't, don't display that. They're very jealous animals, very uh, envious of each other. Yeah. You know, there's a you know there's a guy who um he's like a researcher or something had a chimp. I think he, he there was a long story. There's a guy who had a connection to a chimp. And he gave him up to a, a chimp home, and he was like in this chimp home. And the guy went on the chimp's birthday with some cake uh, to give to his old buddy, that chimp. And uh, I guess um, when he was given this chimp cake, the other chimps got pissed because they weren't getting some cake. So they like mauled the guy like chewed up his hands and his genitals and all kinds of shit because because he didn't bring them cake too so and i mean you see you never watch the discovery channel let's just see how animals just murder each other mercilessly like as they're like as the lion is, is killing uh the animal he'll like play with it orcas do that shit too they they take a seal and they're like flop it in the air for a while before they finally really do kill it like just to torture it to be real mean so um animals ain't all of that man 
You know, I'm, I'm a humanist. I'm not on, I'm not into all this. The animals are pretty brutal, man. You get out there, you get out there in the wilderness and run into a weird grizzly and we'll see how he treats you. But like, I gotta be, I gotta sit here in this city and like worry about what the grizzlies are up to and, and how they're doing, how they're faring out up there. But I know if I was there in front of one of them, they'd eat me up. You know, it's just, it's always been kind of ridiculous to me. I never, I never get that whole thing. You know that to, to grow uh, like all these large farms where they grow avocados and they grow uh, all of these uh, vegetables that are loved by vegans, you know, they got to kill like a bunch of gophers uh, so that they won't eat the, the stuff. You know, they have to like kill like some, some, a bunch of squirrels, like acres and acres and acres of food that's supposed to be vegetarian. All right, um, you ready? You ready to continue the podcast? Or are we gonna? They're gonna. They have to kill like a bunch of of gophers and squirrels and, and natural uh uh and, and, and also uh um hummingbirds too. Um. Anyway, sorry about that, Steve. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's keep yeah. on. So we're doing what Brinter said. I I don't know. I lost my train. Fuck animals. Anyway, go ahead, my man. I, I don't know. I lost my train of thought. So. All right. All, all right. Your I'll, show. I'll, your show. I'll give you a couple of minutes just just to just to get it going. I already suggested two cycles. You, did you suggest two? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good deal. Um, so uh, what are you doing? What what are you uh, doing for these holidays? Are you gonna are you gonna splurge on the food? Do you have a plan? Some some cheat days or or what, what are you doing for the holidays? No, I don't. Your, I don't. I don't have cheat. No. No, I I really could not give a fuck about the holidays, bro. Really? I mean, yeah. Maybe when I was five or something, but no, no, I don't. Okay, the holidays are about giving back. That's that's what I'm going to be doing. I'll be volunteering, uh, donating blood, uh, donating to some charities, and um, volunteering and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I've got to I've got to always uh, observe the holidays because uh, of my children. Children and my my. my my parents are big into holidays too. So they like to yeah. plan things, plan things and do things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't they don't let me off the hook with uh Thanksgiving and you know, like even today, as we are recording this podcast, today we're recording this podcast. Uh traditionally in where I'm from and, and where I was born in Colombia, um, kids are like light candles today for wishes to, you know, to like wish for things and wish for, for people to be healthy and things like that. So kids will light different candles for different wishes they have. It's a, it's like a little holiday for the kids. So then they just, they just go in front of their house on the sidewalk uh, everywhere. And kids are light, like little candles on the sidewalk. Kids like the holidays, man. Kids, it's just nice to see kids, kids are happy for the holidays. So, so you do volunteer work. Um, do you do volunteer work? Like, like what, like a soup kitchens and things like that uh, for, for less fortunate. No, I do uh, volunteering for animals, the ones that you hate so much. I'm sure most of our ah, listeners. Damn it, uh, man! I'm sure damn most it. of our listeners. I've already like shut shut the podcast but, uh, off. Are you? But are you going to like an animal listening shelter? to this bullshit? Are listening you going to, to like a bullshit? Are you think you? So are you going to like an animal shelter, or or do you do like in the wilderness? Do you do like what do you do for animals? Yeah, in the wilderness. <laughs> you know, you know, you guys have invasive iguanas there that you're supposed to like like kill as many as you can. Some people get paid to kill the iguanas. Because they're invasive. All right, dude. All right, but bro, I'm good. I'm good. You want to just finish the podcast? Or are you gonna get? Or you want to? Uh... <laughs> we're supposed to do. We're supposed to do at least 45 minutes, bro. Um, this is um, what you want to talk about, really? 
Uh, I didn't know you were going to take it too hard, bro. It was, it's just a joke. Like the, the animal thing is just a complete joke. Um, who, you know, who, who, who would actually really hate animals? It's, it's just a joke. I just, I mean, um, I mean, I, I don't know, bro. You sound like a psychopath. So, uh, am <clears throat> I the psycho? Cause I've made an obvious joke about, about hating, you know, God's creatures. Um, or, or, or you maybe the, or you huh? maybe the or you maybe the weird one that actually thought I was I was. I don't know. Let's take a poll. Let's, you want to take a poll? Well, you know what? Of our the, listeners, this, this podcast will not be will not be edited, and I will see on the YouTube comments because this is going up on YouTube, and right. on the forums, you guys are on the forums and take a poll. Let's see who thought that I was I was serious when I said that I hated animals. Uh, you know, I just, you know, but let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. When you come home sure. from a long day's work, and you got a dog or your cat and they, uh, they're dependent on you to feed them and they're happy to see you. That's, uh, that's something special. That's something that you, you don't know anything about. So that's, that's where the difference is. I've owned, I've owned animals. I, I've owned, uh, I've, I've had pets before. I just, you know, I know it's a, it's a commitment and rather than not give a, not give a, a an animal my best i i'd just rather not have one look I'm, I'm traveling in a couple of weeks um you know so it's just kind of the way my lifestyle is but I, i'm all about listen i understand the appeal of having pets um my kid one of my kids has a has a cat and his cat's cool as shit i, I love that little critter um you know so i mean i'm cool with animals dude i just it's just a joke man you you don't need you don't need uh, meat anymore do you do you still fish yeah yeah i eat meat you still eat meat, so you're not like you haven't. You're not like full, full blown out vegan. But so, do you volunteer for like for the shelter for like animals that are domestic, like animals we know, like like cats and dogs and ferrets and shit, right? Yeah, I'll send you. I'll send you the link. That's okay. cool. That's that's really cool, bro. I mean, that's that's cool. That's awesome. That's really really awesome. Um, yeah, I don't have a problem with animals. I think they're really cruel to each other, like like nasty cruel to each other. But like. I think well, that's cool. that's you know that's okay that you think that. I mean, yeah. my my um, I I you know what I'm saying that's not like house cats kill a shit ton of of native species, like a lot. Like the cost of people having domesticated cats, it's it for every cat there's there there could be hundreds of, of birds and squirrels and baby birds and chipmunks and and gophers and all kinds of animals that get uh injured and mauled by these house cats that people let out you don't let your cat out of the house like that but but you know for a fact a lot of people let their cats roam the neighborhood like they don't give a fuck well and, uh yeah with with uh with cats still they'll roam the neighborhood. they'll see with cats they'll go after um you know they're natural hunters so they'll 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 target birds especially ground birds like doves and stuff like that they'll yeah. target um pigeons They'll target rodents. Uh, rodents are just irresistible. So um, they'll target, you know, the, they do. They, do they should train the cats to just eat all they want us um, in Florida that are invasive. There's a ton of invasive. Mm-hmm. Well, who, whose fault is that? Is it, is it, is it the iguana's fault? Oh, oh, people brought them over there. Yeah, it's the people's yeah. fault. So yeah. why, yeah. why, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I don't understand that logic. Oh, well, because they want us are, um, are out competing um, native species right but it's not the iguana's fault the humans brought them you see what i'm saying so you don't think they should they should do anything about getting rid of the of the iguanas in florida buddy i i have no idea but my point is it's not you know the people 
they brought the iguanas as pets and then they let them out and they started breeding. There's lizards that were brought over from the Caribbean to work the cane fields. Did you know that? Pest control. Because, yeah. And they started spreading. So there's um, anacondas that were brought those over are as pets. Too. Yeah. yeah those they were, are well, they were brought over as pets and people, you know, they didn't want to uh, take care of them. So they let them out. There's fish that are invasive, lionfish. As long as you got a, as long as you got a hunting license, there is no season or limit on iguanas or um or snake or some of these invasive snakes or anything. Yeah, yeah we talked blood. about that before. Yeah, if you catch a lionfish, you're supposed to kill it right away. That's yeah, the one. A lot of spears. Fish. Yeah, a lot of people spear. A lot of people spearfish those yeah. uh those lionfish. Oh, they're yeah, invasive everywhere. Yeah, but that again, it's not the lionfish didn't swim from the Indian Ocean. The lionfish were brung over. To be in people's aquariums and all that stuff. Supposedly, there was a hurricane, and the hurricane caused the aquarium to overflow or broke the glass of the aquarium. And then the lionfish ended up spilling into the ocean. That's how they they ended up uh, getting into the ocean. And they don't have any predators. So Pete did that. How do you um, know it was Pete that? So Pete did it. How do you know it was Pete that did it? Hurricane. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 supposedly what happened. Um, how they got into the ocean. All right. Yeah, but the thing is with the the lionfish, the, the nice thing about the lionfish is they're uh, extremely edible. They're they're supposed to be extremely delicious. I've seen them sold in stores and stuff. So they're supposed there's, to be um, really really there, good. Like snapper. There's this, there's this little island off of uh off of the coast of Colombia, which I like to I like to visit uh, uh every couple of years. And uh, they've started to get infested by lionfish, these red lionfish. Um, and it's kind of illegal to fish or, or spear anything inside of the coral reef. If you want to do spear fishing or any kind of fishing, you got to go outside of the coral reef bounds. Uh, but uh, the lionfish, just like the last couple of years, they're, they're letting people uh, spear it and catch it in um, nearby because, I mean, it's taking over. It, it kills all, all the native species. It, it outcompetes everything. And... Um, yeah, it's a, it's a nice little island um, right off of the coast of Colombia. It's, it's it's made of coral. At some point when our uh, sea levels were taller, this thing was a huge coral mountain. And then when the sea levels dropped again, um, the the coral started to shatter and it left like a, a couple of mountains with uh, with beaches that are, the whole beach is just coral. Like you could grab a, in your hand and, and you could tell it. It's just tiny little bits of shell and coral. And uh, it's called San Andreas. San Andreas is funny enough. And um, oh, the movie—that's a movie. Well, San Andreas is a—it's a video game, San Andreas. But San San Andres is um is the island. It's a really nice nice island. It's got a great history too. Uh, um, during the age of the of the pirates, uh, some uh, there was a couple of pirates that kind of made that their their hangout, and and the, eventually the Dutch uh, inhabited the island and brought African slaves over to the island, and uh, and taught them English. So there is like, uh, even though the island is far and away from Jamaica, there's like a small enclave of people of African descendancy that speak English, speak like a weird kind of uh, a broken English. Um, and they, you know, they're the, they're the actual natives of this island now at this point. But yes, Costa Andres is off of the coast of Colombia. It's a beautiful place. I mean, it's yeah, I actually place. saw a show about that. There was a plane landing there and it crashed just short oh, of the runway. You ever heard of that? No, no, no. I've got yeah, to check that it's out. It's a true story. Yeah, I watched it. It's funny because you mentioned that. 
there's a it's a it's a plane they went into land and it, it was short of the runway so i actually landed into the <laughs> into the ocean so i don't think anyone died though because it landed into the ocean and then the people were able to get off the plane oh there's a lot of uh there's a lot of very tall coral uh there's a big tall coral ring around this island i wouldn't you know ships uh they, if they get too close to the island can get can get anchored up can get keyed up in the in the coral it's a very uh i mean it wouldn't be i wouldn't be surprised if a plane kind of hydroplane landed on, on the coral and well and if it's a, if, it, if it's shallow and the the ship is deep the hull is deep then it would get yeah you get ship you get caught in the coral yeah. Oh, yeah. There is a there's a ship there uh, that was coming in from China, bringing some goods from China that basically uh, got caught and couldn't 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 pull back out. It went into the wrong spot, couldn't pull back out. And now um, and I believe the ship is just kind of over the years is kind of uh, the water is just kind of uh, oxidized it. But there's yeah. still a ship there that that try to it it, it 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 got close to the island at night during the on the wrong side of the island and, and it just got it's just been there. I remember this ship being there and it was oh and it was almost complete when I went the first time I went to San Andreas I must have been about five or six years old. I remember the ship being fully complete, and then the 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 first time I went in many years uh must have been about f- about seven years ago and less than a quarter of the ship is, is left there. The 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 water's taken. The rest of it is pretty interesting. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a nice, nice coral island. Anybody out there listening that wants to go to like a cool, far off place, you go to uh, Bogota, which is Colombia. And from Bogota, you take another a plane. It's about an hour and a half plane right over to San Andreas. And uh, San, it's two islands, San Andreas and Providence. And man, is it like good for like snorkeling, fishing. Coral. You, you go snorkeling the corals all you want. Uh, it's good, uh, really good fishing out there too. Once you get out of the corals, they got... Uh, they got good, good stuff out there to catch. It's pretty, pretty cool. Be a good winter vacation. Galapagos Islands would be something nice to go and check out. Galapagos, I like to go check out. That's off of the coast of uh, of Ecuador on the Pacific uh, side. Uh, Galapagos, I like to go check out. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty darn cool. They got iguanas, but their iguanas, uh, you know, eat. They, their iguanas are vegetarian, obviously, and they eat grass off the of the seafloor and off of the like the, the the rocks and stuff and so if they're, you go they're to, interesting so if you go to the different islands you'll see a turtle or tortoise and the tortoises have different sized necks based on the foliage that they're eating so the the, the islands that have foliage that are high the tur- the tortoises have longer necks in the islands where the foliage is on the ground, the tortoises have short necks. So that's kind of what's cool about the Galapagos is the evolution of these animals and the way they changed the, you know, their bodies to react, to survive over the past millions of years. So that's what's cool about the Galapagos. It's really good, but it is a pain in the ass to get there. Because you've got to fly into Ecuador, then you got to take a ship to get to the island. So it's extremely expensive. So yeah, there, really, there's no yeah. airstrip over there, is there? Is there, there's no airstrip in Galapagos, right? You got to take a ship there, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I, I I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure because they don't want to disturb anything by building an airport. So um, it is expensive because it's a long ship ride. So I would imagine 
a trip like that, it's going to cost you twenty, thirty thousand dollars minimum, right? Yeah, no. Apparently, uh, I just looked it up online. Um, uh, travelers must arrive in mainland Ecuador and get their flight. So apparently, you can in very like like small uh, small flights. They do have a, an airstrip. Apparently, that's what that's what Google just yeah. spit out. I think they'd have to have something in case you know you'd have to get there quick. But yeah. I think it's a situation where only for emergencies, you know, someone you know, it's her or something like that. They have to um, get you out quick. That's what they would use. The I've always been interested in the Galapagos. Maybe one day I'll, 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 I'll go there uh, because of Darwin. You know, that's where his, uh, that's what the theory of uh, Darwin uh, was. You know, it's what gave him the idea what were these islands because he could see all these species that he had seen in other places, but how they had adapted to living on this island. And he, you know, that's where, uh, natural selection uh, theory comes from so uh it's pretty pretty interesting definitely an, an interesting place what you said about the tourists is i didn't know that i know they live for hundreds and hundreds of years um tourists you know these tourists do um well tortoises live a long time because they're slow and they don't breed large amounts so the animals in nature that breed large amounts like rabbits they breed lots of rabbits or rats they breed lots of rats right but they don't live a long life like a common rat in the united states an outdoor rat only lives about two two three weeks because it's going to get eaten it's going to you know something's going to happen to it so they breed a large amount that's just nature but an you know an animal like a tortoise doesn't make a lot of tortoises and they're very slow animals they're very slow so they live a long time if they only live two weeks like a rat, they'd be extinct by now. They wouldn't be able to survive as a species. So, yeah. So That's nature, been, yeah, nature always has a way with things. Uh, it's, always, it's, always, it's always been interesting because you take uh, you take uh, animal cells from tortoises or horses or humans, whatever different animals. Just, I mean, unless you do DNA testing, just looking at, at them under a uh, under a microscope, all look pretty damn similar. All of the cells are going to look pretty darn similar. Um, again, unless you do a DNA testing, you might not be able to tell them apart. But we all age at a different rate. And it's it's like each animal uh, has uh, an expiration date built in. You know, Because your, your cells are, are always regenerating. You're always killing old cells, creating new cells. But when it comes to... Uh, but each animal will begin to have uh, errors in the replication that like us causes causes our hair to turn gray causes our skin to to lose elasticity uh these are all kind of uh errors in the in the code every time the dna gets gets uh new cells uh, are created the dna will have will have errors you know it's it's because of the telomeres basically and it's that's, that's always been real interesting to me that every animal that walks this earth has their own unique kind of age range expiration date you know uh, there's a there's an old saying in, in south america um a farm saying it goes something along the lines of a um a dog will last you three roosters a horse will last you three dogs and a man will have three horses in his lifetime so like 
the, it's just on the farm. People notice the difference in age ranges. Like, yeah, you will go through about three roosters because you have a rooster it grows. It's like the, the head of your, of your little uh, chicken coop. And then you got to, the rooster gets a little old. You got to, you got to make soup with it and let another one of the younger ones take over the coop. And by the time you've done that about three times, your, your dog is, is, is getting old already. And he might, you know, he might be uh, uh, an old dog that's retired. You might need to get a new one um, if you use your dog for the farm at all. And after your third dog has gotten kind of old, then your 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 first horse or your first main horse, it's is about it's about through its its useful life, and it's just each each animal has their own expiration date kind of built into the into the cells. I've always thought that was real real interesting, um, and I guess you know you can look at it either way, whether religiously or just pure science. I mean, when it comes to just pure science and and really, the point is not just for the individual to survive and thrive. The point is for the species to go on, the species to survive and thrive. Then, yeah, each each um, animal has their own time where the old timers need to move aside. Old genes need to need to die off, and, and new genes and new behaviors need to come in and and take over. And just on a survival of the species. Um, aspect their point of view yeah definitely each each animal species needs to have their own expiration date their own time to where the body begins to wither away and begins to get old and and yeah it's not consistent i mean it could be the same animal cells but it's not consistent across species i always thought that was that was real interesting since forever i've always thought like there's something there's some kind of wisdom at work there the way that the way that works the way we get old so speaking of that, we'll go back to my original point. Alcohol speeds up aging. Too much food speeds up aging. Too much stress speeds up aging. Different things will speed up your aging. So it's important to get a handle on these things, guys and gals. You know, stress not talking about psychological stress. I'm also talking about food stresses and drink stresses like alcohol, like eating the wrong foods, refined foods, refined oils. Things aren't that natural. And, you know, those are the things that, that speed up your age. And we know that fruits and vegetables contain antioxidants, contain minerals and vitamins that you need to stay healthy long term. So those are, those are going to be the keys to, to longevity. So we'll go back to my original point before Rick took us on that tangent. I mean, you agree with me, right? Fruits and vegetables are the key to longevity? Yeah, you get good ones. Yeah, definitely good, uh, good foods that come out of plants. Definitely. Uh, there's, you know, you've always, whenever we bring this point up, you've always got to bring up GMOs and some of these uh some of these foods, some of these fruit, they're basically just some some fiber and, and a lot of water and a lot of sugar because uh, some of the nutrition has been stripped from them. But for the most part, if you get nice, good organic stuff, you grow your own stuff at home. Raw, Definitely. raw, yeah, raw, organic. Yeah. Afraid the whole juicing. When you juice, when you juice a fruit, or you juice a vegetable, you're stripping out the fiber, you're processing it, you're putting it through a processing stage. So you want to stick to the raw. You know, a raw orange um, is going to be superior to juicing that orange. But also, too, the other problem with fruits and vegetables, 
is that they're picked unripened. So they're picked unripened, shipped, and then along the way they ripen or on the store in the store they ripen. And that's the big challenge. Um, avocados, for example, you know, you go to the store and they're green, they're green. You know, they were picked unripened. And then in the store, after two, three, four days, they sit there and they turn black, they ripen. And, you know, that's just not optimal. You want to make sure that you're getting fresh, ripe fruit that that is picked, you know, and that's hard to do. That's really, really hard to do. So, I mean, if you can buy locally from some, you know, from someone where they're picking it ripe, that's the most optimal way. If you live in a colder climate, you know, you have options. Uh, berries grow well in cold climates. You know, the, those are apples grow well in cold climates. So there's different fruits for different uh, regions of, of the world. So that's that's an important thing. So, you know, for your holiday dinner, you know, if you want to splurge on food, that's fine. But you want to make sure that you're also getting your healthy foods. So let's say you have, you, you know, you're going to have lunch and dinner that day, right? And lunch is going to be a splurge holiday dinner. Then for dinner, you want to stick to, you know, get in some good quality fruits and vegetables for your dinner and lots and lots of water. And that will help offset whatever, you know, you happen to eat for lunch or vice versa. So if you're going to have a big dinner, maybe wait the whole day, fast the whole day, then you can splurge on your dinner. But splurging on food, what you asked me, Rick, is not the problem. It's splurging on the wrong foods. Like I had, you know, for Thanksgiving, I had, I had two servings of turkey. Then I went to another Thanksgiving dinner and I had two servings of turkey, plain. I didn't put any gravy on it. I didn't put any crap on it. And that was fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's it's when you get the turkey, you throw stuffing on it, you throw gravy on it, you throw mashed potatoes that are, you know, pres, pres, you know that aren't, you know, fresh, uh, that are just like, uh, you know, powdered mashed potatoes. That's when you get yourself into trouble for your holiday dinners. So you want to make sure you stick to the good quality foods and, you know, that would, that would be the solution. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the quality, quality of the foods of everything you eat is, is incredibly important. And, and look, if you, you know, this next couple of weeks are kind of peppered with uh, different holidays and celebrations, but if you do all the right things and you eat all the right foods and you make all the sacrifices on the days that, there are no celebrations. There are nothing. There is nothing going on. Then it gives you that much more leeway to, to, to just kind of be bad on the days where there are celebrations, there are gatherings, there is great food being made and you don't have to feel so damn bad about it. So guilty about it because you did the right things during the right times when it mattered. So that's a, something really important to think about and take with you now like if you just do the right things, if you if you eat the right way, if you do what you're supposed to on the days when it doesn't, when there aren't celebrations going on, then you can reward yourself. You can earn that reward. But, you know, if you're having a problem with self-control, if you're having a problem with eating uh, properly, if you're having any issues with that year round and then the holidays come around, um, Sure, you could still have some of that food, but it's just it's just not going to be as guilt free. You're just you're just going to feel you're going to feel like shit about it. How do I know you're going to feel like shit about it? Because um, you're listening to this podcast, so you obviously care. 
about the way you look, right? So that that's just something to take with you. And I bring that up almost uh, every time we talk about clenbuterol and and DMP and hard kind of uh, these, these these really kind of fat loss practices and fat loss drugs that are dangerous to your health short and long term. And and I always say like, hey man, what? Why are you in such a hurry now to lose body fat right now? What happened on the climb up? You know, what happened on the climb up to 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20% body fat? When you were climbing up, why well, fuck were you not in a hurry? Why are you in a hurry now? And this, this ties right in, you know, if you, if you got trouble um, not eating too much, trouble with sugar waters, with breads and shit, got issues with self-control during a year, then you're going to have a much harder time being easy on yourself. I hope um, giving into uh, some of these cravings when the food is in front of you at these family gatherings. So um, definitely uh, uh, keep that in mind for when you, for when the holidays are, are kind of over with be back on your grind, be back on your, on your diet on your fasting grind, be back on your time restricted feeding six meals, whatever it is, just, just be back, back at it. Episode 446. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll do another one next week. Take care. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. Guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program.